Well, it's Wednesday, so we have to talk wellness. It's not that we have to talk wellness. <laughs> we you have to talk it. What are you talking about? Yeah, you enjoy talking it. I do enjoy talking wellness, Dr. Roizen. And, uh, <laughs> Almost as much as you enjoy playing golf or being on the radio and helping your listeners. You know, that's so right. And I'm really, 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 really blessed because my uh, avocation became a vocation, not in the sense of golf, but in the sense of radio. So uh, we get to spend time with you, our buddy from the Cleveland Clinic and the man behind the Age Proof Life series of books and uh, the Bible of my Eating When I'm Not at Home, What to Eat When, that book, which is out there. And you join us so often, Dr. Ryzen, to share your knowledge of what's going on in medicine. And I have to tell you, the Cleveland Clinic and your governor, uh, DeWine, are just crushing it. I watched the governor on the Sunday talk shows. He seems to be probably the clearest voice when it comes to combining uh, the medical information about this virus and government. And I think he's getting it done. And if I'm wrong, someone will call up and correct me. But uh, I, I guess you know him a little he bit. Is, he, no, no, he's just outstanding. He listens, he's thoughtful, he thinks about things well, and then he makes conclusions and he takes all kinds of input. He's just an outstanding, you know, he's an outstanding human being, an outstanding man, outstanding family. Um, I got to interact with him starting when he was... Uh, the attorney general, he's he just is outstanding. I mean, he bought stress management programs for everyone in the attorney general's office because he thought that that was the biggest problem after we went through the, the data. And he's just outstanding. He promotes well. He's just, he, he is an ideal, um, you know, civil servant. He cares about the people he's, he, he literally serves. He's not He's not the governor because he's the, the top. He's the governor because he wants to serve a lot of people. Well, it, it's also noticeable that he focuses on unity versus divisiveness. And that was apparent as he was quite diplomatic in ducking some of the leading questions meant to sow more division. And I really appreciated that because we're not going to solve anything if we're yelling at each other. We're, we're only going to make things worse, and that was a great thing. Uh, let's transition into a little bit about where we are on the virus. I, I told people that I was going to be talking to you for the show, and I actually got a couple of questions, if you don't mind, that were sent that maybe can help some of these people understand. Uh, we talked about masks and social distancing, and uh, Maria in Connecticut wrote, I, I get social distancing. I understand it. But the mask thing has become confusing with conflicting information and the people protesting the masks, the people refusing to quarantine. And you've talked about masks are OK to wear because you wore them in the operating room forever. But um, the the mask that you buy, like the blue mask that looks like it's one the dental hygienist wears all the time versus somebody who's got um a handkerchief or a neckerchief around their face. Um, is there a difference? Yes, there is a difference. Um, and I'll tell you from the, that the um, hierarchy of masks is the N95 without a exit hole protects you and protects others and in a huge way. 
Um, it stops both um, particles and aerosol because the virus that is aerosolized, that is without a particle, um, gets electrically electrocharged and gets stopped by the mask, both in breathing and out. The next would be the N95 with an exit hole that protects you, but it doesn't protect anyone else. So you want to wrap a cloth or surgical mask around it. Next in line would be a surgical mask applied correctly because that stops for uh, three plies and it stops particles and has demonstrated. Next would be you using three plies of cloth. And the last would be the bandana, if you will, something that stops large particles. So the goal of the mask is to, one, stop you infecting others, but it's also to stop others infecting you. And part of it is because you got a mask on, you can't touch your face with you. You can't touch your mouth with your hands as easily. So you're much less likely to touch something and infect you especially if you are in the habit of washing. Um, as soon as you take off the mask, you should wash your hands really well and any other parts of your body really well so that that are exposed to um, touching so that you don't infect yourself. So it is particles um, that are the largest cause. So the key is both socially distanced, yes, wearing the best mask you can afford and, and buy or get, um, yes, and then washing with your hands carefully every time you take off a mask. Yeah, we're back to the, the basics again, and it's worked in a lot of places. So it looks like it's still the best idea for all of us to follow. Uh, Dr. Rosen, there was a follow-up question from Maria as well. She's very uh, intelligent, apparently, R wrote this question saying, the antibody question. You've got intelligent listeners. I know that. That's Michael. true. You're right. They're oftentimes smarter than I ever hoped to be and keep me on track. And, and me too. That's how we learn and get better by listening to the questions. That's, Go to it. That's true. Um, the antibody question, um, we're hearing four to nine months, but do we even do we even know that? And if so, if the antibodies don't last, why do we bother testing people? Shouldn't we just tell them to... Take two aspirin and muscle through this thing? <laughs> um, <laughs> the aspirin's a better idea than you know, and we'll talk about that at another time. But the, um, we don't know the biology of this well enough. Remember, it's only been around at most since November from in the United States in any quantity since March. So when you're studying neutralizing antibodies, those are the antibodies that block the virus attachment to both your uh, pneumocytes and your nasal mucosa uh, ciliary cells. Um, that's the two places this SARS virus replicates very well, and you want to block that attachment. We don't know how easily they are created, how easily they're created by vaccines, how long they last, and we have no idea. We literally don't know anything about the length of this because it's only been around three or four months at most. So we don't know whether it's four months or four years that it's going to last once you get a vaccine. We do know that some of the COVID viruses, the, the SARS-CoV-1, if you will, the original SARS, 
only replicates deep in your lung, so it's easier to get a neutralizing antibody because you don't get as big a dose as if it replicated in your nose. And that means that a little bit of neutralizing antibody seems to go a long way. The vaccine for that, although it's not widely distributed and widely known, seems to last about two years. The cold, we don't have anything that we produce, those cold viruses that replicate in the nose like this one does to a large degree. And so we get we get the, the COVID-B virus colds every two or three months. That is, if you get infected with a, with a coronavirus B cold, you might get another one in two or three months. So the neutralizing antibodies don't work very well at all against that hmm. that we produce. Where this is, we have no idea yet. We will get much better idea from the vaccine work and how long those protect. So we'll find out an awful lot over the next, unfortunately, year and hopefully we'll get a treatment that works better over the next two or three months. There are a lot of treatment trials, in, in, and we hope um, there are over 250 different treatments being examined, and hopefully one of these or a combination of these will give us 90% reduction in death and complication rates, and then we'll be able to live our life normally. Well, it does look like over the course of the past uh, seven or eight months, we've figured out much better how to treat it, how to deal with it, and uh, people are living. And we're also avoiding um, getting it in, in touch with the elderly. That population has been limited in their contact with it. I, I've got less than a minute here, Doc. Uh, I do want to ask you to, to confirm what I've been telling people for two weeks Sleep on your side so the virus has a chance to not get into your lungs. Uh, sleeping right. on your when side. When you sleep on your back, it, it replicates in the nose. You'll suck in air through your nose and can get it deep into your lung where it causes much worse damage. If you sleep on your side with your head tilted down, the nasal drippings drip out and you don't get as much virus to replicate. Okay, Dr. Michael Roizen from the Cleveland Clinic. Find his books at What to Eat When uh, at WhenWay.com. WhenWay.com. Doctor, uh, can you uh, can you hang out and uh, can we talk research for just a few minutes on the other side of the commercials? I'd love to. Because some great stories, important for people. Great, thank you.